Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All> the merch. <laughs> merch, merch, merch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you got there, Frank? Oh, oh man, he's got all the books. Look at that. You're not in those. <laughs> I'm right, in Rick, this one. Show your book, Rick. Oh, yeah. There we go. It's not my book, but it's the great Ed Gross's book. Best book on the Bond films ever done, 750 pages plus of incredible information from the people who are actually there, and sadly also me. <laughs> <laughs> and the shirt. Show them the, show them the shirt. Oh, yeah, I got, I got the shirt of all 24 movies up until... Up until the latest one. That's awesome. Well, there you go. Right. Love it, love right. it, love it. Oh, I, I ordered this book two years ago. Oh. And because the film kept delaying, delaying, I finally got this book like right oh. after the film opened. Wow. So two years for this book. Wow. Yeah. Was it worth it? It was worth it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Oh, right. man. Well, hey, we're going to have some fun today. That's right. The James Bond experts are here and uh, a casual. That's right. We're hanging out. I'm just a fan. But uh, yeah, got the legends here. We got Rick Myers. That's right. Kung Fu Santa himself. That's right. Is here with us. And Sir Vincent Lin. Thank you, brother. That's right. He is back again. And the Master Remaster, Frank Jang. That is right. We are today going to be talking about the entire James Bond filmography. So we're going to be here for 10 hours straight. Oh, <laughs> and, oh no, 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 no. The Jenny Lewis uh, marathon. Uh, marathon yeah. Wait, what, what do you got there, Rick? Hold that, hold that up again. What is that? This was the Warren official authorized magazine of Boonraker, which I was the head writer on. So I got to meet everybody there, including uh, Cubby Broccoli. Awesome. And the mystery scene 40th anniversary James Bond issue, which I wrote the history, the secret history of the James Bond films for this magazine. All right. All right. Copy that. Yeah. All right. We're cool. here to show our love for, for Mr. Bond. We're going to be talking about the movies. Let's see who's in the house here. The movie Dojo Army showing up. We got MKF30 in the house. Brandon, DJ Anubis, Jake Hall, Carlo Coy, Heather, Bob Odenson. Oh, yeah. The trickling in to watch us. Rant <laughs> and you know, go back in time and have some fun here. Uh, but what we're, we're going to do is we're going to start with Dr. No, we're going to go all the way to No Time to Die, and then after that, just for fun, Ooh. we're going to share our top 10 lists, talk about who our favorite Bond is, uh, personally. And I have the voting poll from the public to see who they voted for, which is always fun. And then, uh, we're going to have a good time. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our sponsor. No matter how strong a man is, a cough can still get the upper hand. But fortunately, there's Vicks Formula 44, the extra strength cough mixture. Effective as codeine, but not narcotic. Extra Strength Formula 44 to help control a cough before it goes on a rampage. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Yeah. I literally came across that today. I was like, what? And I was like, okay, it's hilarious. We got to play that for everybody. That was good. All that right. Was good. 
Let's go ahead and get into it. Ain't nothing well, to let me, let me to make a, a quick opening statement. Sure, sure. Is, I've talked to a lot of Bond fans, and everybody's relationship to the Bond film series is based on the first one they saw. And okay. in my case, I saw Dr. No in the theaters the week it came out, and I've seen everyone in the theaters since then. So my entire relationship with Bond starts from the beginning, goes all the way till today. What is everybody else's first one? Goldfinger. But I, I saw after when they were showing double features. So I saw Dr. No and From Russia With Love together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Frank? Moonraker. Moonraker. All right. All right. Copy that. All right. So there yeah. it is, Moonraker. All right, so me, I'm gonna get a lot of flack, but I'm always honest. You guys know I'm always honest. All right, I'm not, sh- I'm not shilling here. Okay, so samurai guy, I was young and stupid. When my dad always was like, "Son, you gotta, you gotta watch James Bond. Come on, let's watch Goldfinger or whatever." whatever, whatever. And uh, every time back then, everything my, every time my dad tried to show me an old movie. I would roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, here we go. He's showing me another old movie. Like I said, I was young and stupid, right? And then when GoldenEye came out, so I I, I tried to watch the Bond movies with my dad, but I couldn't do it because I was young and stupid. I just got bored and walked away. When GoldenEye came out, that was like an event. And I remember all some of my buddies who were Bond fans and stuff like that, they were like, oh, my God, Bond's coming back after six years. Ah." Ah, you know, I was just, they were going crazy. And I was kind of making fun of them. I was laughing at them. I was like, oh, James Bond. Ooh. You know, I was like making fun of them and stuff like that. And then uh, they pressured me <laughs> to go in to see it. I was like, ah, all right, fine. So we went to go see it in theater. And as soon as that theme song hit, you know, the theme song came on. Dun, 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 dun. As soon as that theme song came on. Golden I, I, I sat up like this. I set up like this. So this is like literally my real first James Bond experience. And I sat up and I watched the whole movie and I completely loved the movie. I was just like, I get it now. I get it. There's and, and And that movie was my gateway into going back and buying every single Bond movie and watching them in order. And that, and by that time, Samurai guy was a little older. And by that time, I was a little bit more patient with movies. <laughs> and I wasn't as stupid. And I completely, you know, enjoyed watching all of them. I have nitpicks here and there, but I respected, you know, the the the, the franchise. And I became a huge fan after that. But that was my gateway. Plus the Nintendo 64 GoldenEye game. That helped too. <laughs> and me and my guys, me and my friends played that all day and all night forever. So, but yeah, that was my gateway. And I was like, I get it now, man. Like I get, and that was it. That was my gateway, and sky's the limit. So that's all how right. I discovered Bond. Back all right, you. let's go ahead and talk about the first movie, Doctor No Man, nineteen sixty-three. Oh, excuse me, sixty-two. Nineteen sixty-two. All right, Frank, what's your thoughts on Doctor No? Initially, I didn't like it. I thought it was boring. Okay, for some reason. That's it what was, happens. That's what right. happens. Go back. Right, yeah. yeah. So, and then I think afterwards, I think a few years ago, actually, not not. I mean, like recently, I rewatched it and I loved it. I thought it was great. I like how cold hearted he was. 
like he killed a guy in that room. You, you had know? your six. You have your six, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, you have your six. Yeah, I yeah, love he, it. He shot him twice. That was great. Yes, he shot him, twice. <laughs> he shot him once and then shot him twice. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I guess it's because I got older, I was able to appreciate how the film built. Yeah, uh, like, like from start from very small beginnings. You know, you think it's something small, and then it grows to this huge, you know, nuclear, you know, this plot specter, Doctor No, and all that. It's fantastic. I, I, I love it now. I think it's one of his best. One, and one of the best Bond movies. Definitely one of Sean Connery's best. Bond yep. movies. All right, Vincent. Yeah, well, I, I love it. Um, it's I, I rank it up there in my top five. Um, and I think that opening scene, which is what you're playing right now, is probably, I think, one of the greatest uh, scenes of him actually, because that's how he introduces Bond to the world, right? That's right. Say, saying I'm Bond, James Bond. So I, I think just that whole scene, how they captured it, it just brilliant. So, yeah. I, I, and also that it was filmed in Jamaica. So I have a love for Jamaica. We had family there. I, I, the first time I visited Jamaica, I was uh, 10 years old and actually visited the uh, home of uh, Ian Fleming. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So big love for Jamaica. Big love for Dr. No. Yeah. yeah. Nice. No, no need to say anymore. Go ahead, Rick. Well, <laughs> you, have to, you have to putting it in context. All of you guys came to it afterwards, long afterwards, after it's, it had its effect. The week I came to it, the week it opened, and I, I'm telling you as a person who started watching movies very, very young, I mean, I started watching movies like when I was four, and, this, and I was nine when I saw Dr. No. It was revelatory and revolutionary. Now it's just old hat. You know, Frank, you know, you went back, thought it was old-fashioned. At the time it came out, it was unlike anything yeah. that had ever come out. And, you know, yes, when I can do my impersonation of me seeing that scene where he says, Bond, James Bond, and the woman is going, you know, Sylvia Trench, his first girlfriend on screen was going, and you are, she goes, Trench, Sylvia Trench, and you are, and then they shoot, they shoot him, that shot, he's just awesome. This is my, this is what I, what it's like. I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I'm in love. <laughs> but prior to that, the thing that really set me off was the opening sequence. If you, if you, if you think back, they did not have the, the thing going, the, the circle going before the screen and him walking back and shooting in the first one. They had this really psychedelic thing going on. And then it segued into the, the theme of three blind mice done Calypso style. Right. And you have the three blind guys. And I'm sitting there going, this is, like I said, this is unlike anything I've ever seen. And they go to the Secret Service office. There's a handsome English woman sitting there in the pencil skirt and the starched white shirt. And, you know, I'm nine years old. And I'm like going, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and they shoot her in cold blood. And the bright red blood on her white shirt just changed me. I just want, I have never seen anything so violent and perverse. And I still watched a lot of movies. I mean, I was watching Jimmy Cagney movies. I'm watching uh, uh, Humphrey Bogart movies. Nothing was this violent. Actual blood on a woman. Yeah. I mean, it's just like 
unheard of in 1962. And then the rest of the movie goes on. And there's this guy who knows what he's doing. Dr. No shows up and I'm like, wow, honey Ryder, you showed the picture of her. It's like, yeah, if, if, I, if I hadn't hit puberty by then, I did that second. <laughs> and I left that theater changed. This is what life could be. This is what a hero could be. This is what a movie could be. And I'm telling you guys, there was nothing like it before. Carry on. Wow. Uh, one, one thing. Yeah. We, my family had relations in that film. Wow. Huh. And guess who it is? Have you heard of Byron Lee and the Dragonairs? Yeah. Oh, there, there you go. They're awesome. the one. They're the ones. The Calypso band. When yeah. he was, uh, you know, the woman came up to him and he pulled the film out of the camera. Right. If you remember the band that was playing, uh, Byron Lee and the Dragonairs were. I mean, really famous uh, Calypso band from the Caribbean uh, uh, that originated in Jamaica. Wow. But we, we were related to, the, to them. Or to wow. Him. Yeah. And by the way, in that scene, when she takes the flashbulb and crushes against Quarrel's face and he just smiles at her, again, I'm going, holy yeah. crap. And, you know, yeah. Jack Lord is Felix Leiter, you know, later to be Hawaii Five-0, you know, and it's like, this this was just this was just a great, just an amazing movie. He stab, yeah. he grabs the guy in the swamp, stabs him in the back in the kidney. Never seen anything like this. I also like how menacing the villain was. And remember the first the first time we introduced the doctor. No, we only hear his voice. Yeah, yeah. remember when no. when the doctor went to that room and then you hear sit down. You know, it's like like <laughs> that's like wow. Yeah, just think about it. The tarantula. Yeah, right? you've had your six. Yeah. You know, just an amazing. And Dr. No himself was awesome. I don't think they played it out as well as they might have. But that's Joseph Wiseman, one of the great uh, Broadway actors, one of the great actors in, in theater. Mm -hmm. And he, he's one of the few guys who plays Asian that's not wildly insulting. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. And also his comments, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, he says something along the lines of, I had... I had hopes for you, but you're nothing but a police pol policeman, right? right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, that's such a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was fun too. I was really entertained by it. I, my, I, though my only nitpick is I, I wanted the villain. I wanted to see the villain more. <laughs> yeah, me too. That was the only, that was, that was the only nitpick. But I yeah. love that scene at the dinner table where he just yeah, picks up that thing and crushes it right in front of yeah. Bond and just drops it. I think it. that movie cost less than $2 million. Oh, wow. No, that's I think, it, I think actually, I, I was, I, I was checking all the budgets of the film. It was 1.1. 1. 1. Wow. 1. Wow. 1. 1. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just an amazing accomplishment. Terrence Young, the director, just an amazing accomplishment. All right. Let's move on to the next one. The very next year, 1963, from Russia with love, Frank. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I, I think there's some great scenes in it. I love the scene where he went to the embassy. And then the bomb went off and all that stuff. And they stole the machine. That was just fantastic. That was a brilliant sequence. I like the train sequence. I like the train fight. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the helicopter chase. I, I felt let down by that boat chase. I was hoping something more exciting. I did like the very end scene with, uh, what's her name? Um, Adelania. Yeah, Adelania. The, the great Adelania. You know, Kurt Wilde's wife, I think. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, she, she. I thought that was a brilliant scene, but but yeah, I felt just a little bit let down. I guess it's after what I saw of the spectacle in Doctor No, you know, in the island and all that. 
I just felt the boat chase was just rather small scale. I thought I wish that it was something bigger. But other than that, I think it's a great film. I, I like I said, I love that sequence with Embassy, the Gypsy fight. Uh, you know, that was that was okay. That was fine. That doesn't hold up. That <laughs> it doesn't hold up, right? <laughs> I think I thought that whole train sequence was fantastic. Yeah. That whole, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, visit. My favorite of all. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah my that. favorite. My favorite of all. I I I rewatched it very recently. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's my favorite. I think it just culminates, especially the Connery Connery playing it. But I, I think certainly of his films, it's the best. But yeah, for me, it's I, I rank it number one. But I won't I won't I won't give it away yet. I know we're supposed to do that at the end. What's up? <laughs> it's all right. Spoiler. And, and of course, you know the theme song. I think I was by Matt Monroe, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, everything in that film was just uh, it was great. What was the budget on it? What was the budget on the month as well? Budget. Yeah, because it's, again, such a good movie for so so little money. It was double Doctor No, two million. Two million. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll always remember my brother and I. I fell in love with Doctor No first. I ran home. I told my older brother, "You got to see this movie." And so he saw the movie and he loved it. So my brother was in a little league. And so he couldn't come with me. My father dropped me off in New Haven, Connecticut to see From Russia with Love. And my brother couldn't go because he had a game. And so my father picked me up. And it was, I'll always remember, I came, I come running out of the car. And my brother Stuart is out on the field. And he sees me coming. And he, he leaves his position on the field. And he runs all the way across the field and comes to the fence and goes, how was it? Mm. And it's even better <laughs> because From Rush With Love is the most authentic James Bond movie compared to the book. It is an actual espionage film. It is, you know, so as such, it is, if you're talking pure James Bond and after seeing Dr. No, I read all the books. I've read all the books repeatedly. And I can tell you for, as a writer, if people want to be a writer, just read the first sentence of Casino Royale. You'll see what writing is all about. I mean, that's an amazing first line. He's describing what it feels like to be in a casino at 3 a.m. And it's just like, you can taste it, you can smell it, you can hear it. Just great. And from Rush With Love, you're right, Frank. You know, they, were, they had too many. The climax, the problem with the movie is the climax is on the train. Yeah. The fight yeah. on the train with the great Robert Shaw. Right. Is is the climax. Right. So at that point, what do you do? So you have the helicopter, you have the boat, and then you have the fight with the shoe. But the shoe was so memorable, and Lotalenia yeah. is so good, right? That it carries. And also the fact, thinks I found, you know, uh, uh, Ursula Andress as Honey Child Rider and Doctor No was pretty good. But this woman, I thought, was staggeringly beautiful. Mm -hmm. The girl in From Russia with Love, I just mm -hmm. thought, you know, that was just. And also they use that introduction scene when Bond first meets her, he comes into his room and she's in the bed. They have used that in the auditions for every Bond since. Mm. They have to prove their romantic thing. They have to do that scene. And well, she was and so a, a she was a classic beauty. Oh yeah, yeah. she was very well, much when you look at Ursula, you see this curvaceous, just like, right. you know. Yeah. So it's a, a little different kind of beauty. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah. the scene, the, and also the scene with the 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 poster where the the spy is. I mean, the villain's trying to come out of the poster, and and Bond shoots him. And Karim Bay, who died right. shortly after, yeah, shortly before right. the movie was released, yeah. He, yeah. he had cancer during the making of this film. Yeah. And that's one yeah. of the things that Broccoli, Broccoli was a very kind man to his friends. He was not kind to his enemies. But he knew Karim Bay. They had worked on previous films and he knew he was dying. So he got him this part so he could pay for his death and his family. And he does it later in You Only Live Twice when um, when uh, Raul Dahl is having a terrible time because his wife, Patricia Neal, just had a stroke. So he got him to write the screenplay of You Only Live Twice. Of course, Raul Dahl should not write a screenplay for a James Bond movie. But that's the kind of man, Bar uh, not Barbara, uh, Cubby Broccoli was, Albert Broccoli, the, the main producer. So From Russia With Love was special because it's the only true James Bond film that wasn't exaggerated. And it had so many wonderful little moments, although that they were, just, they were you know, treading water for the, literally treading water for the boat scene. And that did fight James, with Robert did, Shaw. Did, did James Bond have a threesome in this movie? <laughs> of course he did. It's Sylvia Trench. Sylvia Trench is at the beginning of the film. When, and when Bond was still driving Bentley, he was still driving his Bentley in from Russia as well. I'm not surprised. Well, not you, surprised. actually, you notice during just the kind of culmination of how the Bond franchise goes through the decades, <laughs> by the time it gets to Roger Moore in the 70s, which is like free sex. It's like, I'm going to yeah. sleep with everybody. <laughs> By the time it got to Brosnan, which was, you know, during the AIDS epidemic, right? Everything right. kind of, you know, that's cut incredible. back. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting, yeah. And also that fight was revolutionary for its time. It's nothing now. Yeah. It's yeah. very little now. But at the time, it was, again, unlike anything I'd ever seen. Yeah, I really enjoy this one too. Uh, Robert Shaw is the man. Nice. Yeah. Robert Shaw is the fucking man in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, Bond's gonna have a, some problems. You know what I mean with this guy? I mean, this guy is amazing. <laughs> you know, uh, this guy is amazing. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this one too, and I was not expecting that fight. I was not expecting that at all, and or a fight like that when I was watching the movie. And mm -hmm. then when they threw down in that train. I was like, this is legit. <laughs> like, this is a legit badass fight scene, man. Like, I was like, yo, I was not expecting that at all. And mostly so, yeah. it was Terrence Young, the director. Terrence Young was in that. Usually they give that to the second unit and let them do it. Terrence yeah. Young was in that room for the full 48 hours while they were filming that. And his goal was to make a fight scene that Hitchcock would have made. Oh, interesting. And it works. Yeah. All right. 1964. Goldfinger, the big yeah. one right here. The big Frank. one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all you need to say. No, 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 no. This one was tough for me because oh. I know a lot of people loved it. Uh huh. And I liked it. I, I, yeah. I really liked it. But there are things that still kind of irks me a little. Um, I, I can't pinpoint it. I just can't pinpoint it. I think there were certain elements of there's certain things in this film that I felt kind of campy. I think I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of again hard for me to say. I mean, I have no problem with the film. I, I think Goldfinger is a great villain. Uh, I like the humor in the film. Lots of great lines in the film. 
I mean, this is the iconic scene. Yeah. I just didn't feel that he was very menacing. I think that was main. I think that was my main irk with the film. Goldfinger is a smart guy, but he's not a menacing villain. You know, after mm. Doctor No, I, I felt Largo is more menacing. Which we'll, we'll talk about Largo when we go. What about our job? I don't know. Our job again. <laughs> Come on! I know, our job, I know. Everybody loves our job. Our, our job is fine. I, I it's fine. I know. Come on! Boom! <laughs> and I, I, that whole golf scene was lovely. I love yeah, the golf. Scene I agree with that. The golf yeah. scene is perfect. Golf yeah. scene was perfect. Yeah. yeah. But there's something. It's just something. Again, I didn't feel that our job is a dangerous villain. You yeah. know, Archup and Goldfinger. I think that's what irks me the most. Again, you have to have strong villain. I think a strong villain makes the film much more, that much more better. Uh, you know, you really have to have someone who's equal to James Bond in terms of, I don't know, uh, attractiveness or what have you. When the villain is not as good as James Bond, that irks me. You, you know you know what I mean? I mean, I don't care. How, I mean, the, the film is fine. Yeah. It's just, like yeah. again, like I said, uh, you know, uh, Goldfinger is more like a con man to me. You know, he's a con mm. man. He's there to get the mm. money. You know, yeah. so he's not okay. really, he's not really there to like kill people. Not really to like kill thousands of people, even though his his plan would, you know, the, the poison, you know, yeah, the poison that. right? Yeah, but like right. like I said, to me, he felt more like a comment. I think that's what that what kind of makes me just like this film and not really like love it. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's All right. I can't wait to hear yeah. what you think of the villain in Tomorrow Never Dies. Then. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get we get to that oh, later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and of course, this was fun. Yeah. This was fun. Yes. I mean, come on, this is great. Oh yeah. But she yeah. was badass though. Yeah. Like, she was That's on, a, yeah. on a black man. On a black man. Yeah. On a black man. Yeah. All right, Vincent Gold Goldfinger. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this over the years. Um, you know, it, it's interesting with this film. So many reviews have it as being the number one Bond film of all time. Right. I mean, it's countless reviews. You always see Goldfinger as the number one, um, which is interesting. Uh, I don't put it there, but um, uh, yeah, I've gone back and forth. You know, there's certain things I love about it. Of course, you know. Goldfinger, the the theme song, Shirley Bassey is one of the the greatest, and and she did a number of uh, Bond soundtracks, right? Uh, but yeah, I go back and forth on this film. So um, it, yeah, things I love about it, and <laughs> there's things I just find to be a little hokey and campy. Exactly, so, campy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be happy to know, gentlemen, that Sean Connery agrees with you. <laughs> okay well that's good yeah. yeah see what happened you know this is this is this was the beginning of bond mania and it this sean connery did not understand he did not like this script he said mm. these are little people why am i having a fight with this fat guy i would beat him in a in a, in a second <laughs> and also if you look at this movie and again Daniel Craig keeps on doing homages to the previous Bond films. Yeah. In his in in Skyfall, he does an homage to Goldfinger. In that, if you watch Goldfinger again, you'll notice that Bond essentially fails at everything. He doesn't really accomplish anything. He's along for the ride on this one. He is there as a very handsome, very personable, very nice guy who keeps on getting captured. Who keeps on screwing up, you know, and even at, 
I mean, even if you remember the battle at the end, he, he's not even the guy who disarms the bomb. The right. expert comes in and disarms yeah. the bomb. Yeah. yeah. Originally yeah. it was at 003 and they went, no, we got, if you watch the countdown again, you see it goes beyond seven. But at the end, it still stops on 007 because they went, they went back and filmed that and said, we got to, we got to put that in. But it somehow had a magic because it was a good movie. It wasn't a great James Bond movie. Right. Mm. Yeah, it was a good movie, but Bond was superfluous to it. It could have been anybody in that role. And it would have been better with somebody else because he's fighting people who were clearly under his lead. However, the laser, Pussy Galore was the first. I, I watched for years as people like Halle Berry and all this going, I'm playing the first strong Bond girl. It's like, bull. <laughs> Honey Ryder was a strong Bond girl, even though they turn him into damsels in distress at the end. Uh, Pussy Galore was just awesome. Uh, from, um, but that's when it started going crazy. It still works very much as an enjoyable film, just not a great James Bond film. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But, well, it's you know, my number one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not. Uh, I just, I enjoy this movie a lot, man. I, I love Odd Job, man. I just, I can't help it. I can't help it. Why uh, would you like. Why would you like Odd Job? Odd Job. Come on, it's obvious why. It's obvious. Have you ever played him at Halloween? Have you ever? Yes. No. I know. You give me ideas now. Ha ha. Halloween. All right, let's keep it going. Yeah, there's not that much else to say. I really enjoy the movies. It's pure entertainment. I enjoy it. All right, next, 1965. Man, they were cranking these out every year. 1965. Thunderball? Oh, yeah. Frank. Oh, yes. Good, Frank. The, I, you know, if you ask me, first, this is my favorite Sean Connery Bond film. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's, yes. And this is also, I, to me, this is the quintessential Bond film. If wow. somebody who's new, no, no, no. I'm just saying the quintessential, meaning like somebody needs <laughs> to say, I, I, I don't get James Bond. Uh, if I have to watch one movie, one one movie to show to, to find out what's so great about James Bond, which movie would, I, would you show? I would say, Thunderball. It got wow. everything. Uh, to wow. me, it got everything. Great action, great women, great villain. I like Largo. Oh, I like this henchman. I mean, Largo was, you know, Largo was menacing. Largo henchman was menacing. The sharks were menacing. And, and, and you know, I and I like the epic feel. It's really long. It's a, you know, a pretty long, it's a long Bond film. And you have all these set up in the hospital initially. And then, we, you know, then it led to the, 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 you know, the taking of the nuclear bomb and all. I, I thought that was great. I mean, it's a, it's a great story. I love the locale. You know, it's a beautiful locale. All the ocean, you know, the, the great, the, the his, uh, Lago's boat was fantastic. You know, when I first saw it, I didn't expect the boat to separate at the end. I thought that was, wow, you know, that's, that was cool. And, and, and to me, I think the main reason was because, like, unlike Goldfinger, Connery's bond in his family, he was the lead. He was in charge. He, he was leading the whole mission. He's the one that's getting things going. You know, he's the one that, Taking initiative, you know, he's going after the girls, he's going after Lago and all that. To me, that's like, yeah, I, I really love this film. I think it's nice. really, yeah, a great film. Surprise. Cool. All right, Vincent. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got to, 
agree with Frank there. I mean, it's, it's, it is a great film, though there are some serious editing issues with the un, underwater sequences. You'll notice it, and it's so obvious. You know, one moment he's wearing a, a blue mask and it's a black mask and it's a blue mask. It's like, ah, yeah. But, um, and can also, you know, the when you, when you go from the budgets of the film, like one million for Doctor No, two million for from Russia with Love, three million for Goldfinger, this jumped to nearly seven million. Uh, so the budget was really big for that time. It was unheard of, and uh, considering like uh, it was, it's been one of the most successful Bond movies ever. It made like one hundred and forty-two million then. <laughs> Then, and it it wasn't until Spy Who Loved Me came out that it surpassed it. So yeah, it's been one of the most successful to date. So uh, yeah, nice. All yeah, right, Rick. A lot of people who I've talked to have have real problems with Thunderball in retrospect when they go back to it because it seems very long, seems very slow, and the underwater battle at the end. I mean. How you how are you going to kill an, uh, a bat, a final battle scene? Put it underwater. You can't. They tried so hard to speed it up in some way, but they really couldn't. Although they gave Bond the uh, that little motorized tank. But even so, people now my when I first saw it, I was already sort of like going, yeah, it's getting a little top heavy here. It's getting a little top heavy. They're trying too hard, you know. Terrence Young, who did the first two, did the, came back for this one, and it was his last one because he said, this has gotten way too big for me. And it was it's sort of like it was showing all of that. They were trying too hard. However, it was important for me. Unfortunately, it was ruined later. This was the first real glimpse at the organization of Spectre. Yes. From Russia with Love, you yes. saw number one, played by the wonderful Anthony Dawson, who played the guy who Bond shot in Dr. No, you know, you had your six. And I wish they hadn't used him at that part because I think he would have been the best Blofeld. Um, but in any case, this was long. It was exciting, but not as exciting as I was hoping. I still thought it was very rich and flavorful and fun. I was, again, I felt the same way Sean Connery did at the end because he didn't get to kill Largo. The abused mistress killed Largo, and he and the look on John Connery's face, a look on Bond's face, was sort of reflecting how Connery was feeling, which is, "What you killed him? Come on, come on! Can I do something around here?" And also, you could, I could somehow, I intrinsically knew that things were going awry behind the scenes. Sean Connery, like you said, they're doing one a year. And Sean Connery is not getting respect from the producers. And he is putting, he's doing his all. He's getting tired. Yeah. And he feels like he's on, he's no longer feels like he's acting anymore. He feels like he's on some kind of machine. So, right. and I, I think that I kind of, I certainly feel that now. At the time, I was just going, ooh, more James Bond, yay. And I love the opening because on Life, oh, the, man. Rocket, the Rocket Pack. And the opening that Time Magazine, no, Life Magazine did a big thing about the opening and, and his funeral. James Bond is dead. They have the JB on the coffin. Of course, it didn't turn out to be him. But they're going to get to that in the next one. So, yeah, a transitional film. And it yeah. all falls apart on the next one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, when I first watched Thunderball, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very entertaining. 
it's weird because uh, Rick kind of beat me to the punch, but I was going to say something similar. A lot of people that I talked to have they had said this, pretty much the same thing. They're like, "This is movie so boring. They hate, <laughs> like they they told me they absolutely loathe the underwater battles at yeah. the at the end." And I looked at it differently. I was kind of like, when I saw it, you know, the for the first time, I was entertained by the underwater battle at the end because I've never seen that before exactly. in terms of so many dudes fighting each other underneath water with (laughs) harpoons and everything and knives like i've never seen that before i don't know if i've seen that since really like that many people underneath Mm -hmm. fighting well there's a reason you haven't seen it (laughs) (laughs) because it's boring okay (laughs) they didn't even like it the filmmakers were even like in the editing room what the hell can we do Oh, I just find it fascinating I, that they will use the same story in um, Never Say Never Again. I mean, yeah. like, like when? Well, well, no, they had to. You see, yeah, they had to. Yeah, yeah. Thunderball was written. Uh, Ian Fleming had run out of ideas for the novels, so he partnered up with a couple of people, Kevin McClory, Ian Bryce, to to come up with a movie idea, and they came up with Thunderball as the movie idea. And then when the movie didn't go. He turned it into a novel. So when the movie came out, suddenly the, Kevin McClory comes and goes, you owe me. And so Kevin McClory is on this movie as a producer, but also in order to keep him from holding them up forever, because this is the first official Spectre thing. That's why Spectre was in court for so long. Yeah. They also said, you have the rights to this story for the next 18 years. So when the time came for Kevin McClory, he said, and, you know, Bond by that time really hated the, the original Bond producers. So when Kevin McClory goes, do you want to make one with me? They had to use the Thunderball story. So that's right. why they use it in Never Say Never Again. Since we're on that topic, really quick and briefly, why not? I have I have you all here. Quick well, thoughts well, on Never Say Never Again. <laughs> it starts in May. The first 45 minutes is a good example of how to start a movie. The last 45 minutes is one of the greatest examples of killing a film. Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean, what's up? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You can watch the air go out of that movie in the last in the last it's Kim Johnny Basinger. English. Kim Basinger, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I his heart so, was not in it. His heart was not right. In it. Right. So I'm I assuming love, you guys I love, didn't char- like I love Father Mother character, though. I thought she was great. Yeah. Which, one, which one is that? Fatima. Which one? Fatima. The, Fatima. Yes. Yeah. She oh, was great. Uh, Barbara Carrera. Yeah. Yes. Right. She dies, the movie ends. She's yeah. the best part of the movie. Like, yeah, that's yeah. my favorite part of the movie. So, yay or nay for that movie? Fun little side, nah, side piece? Yeah, Man, interesting side. curiosity. Middle of the road? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting what it could be. All right. But All right, let's keep it going. You only look twice. Yes. They get like to kill the opening again. This will be fast. <laughs> okay. Well, I like the film mainly because of the fact that it was shot in Japan, and I love Japan. <laughs> again, this was the film yeah. that kind of introduced me to Japan, to to the culture, you know, to, to all the locale and stuff. It so, introduced the ninja to the West. Yeah, exactly. Ninja I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah, the martial arts, the ninja yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I I love the set. I mean that 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 you know that. That set here, the Ken Adams set was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. His scale is epic. I mean, and I love the yeah, and I, I like the humor though. I know, I know you guys thought that you know Rodell screenplay was not very good, 
but some of the humor is great. You know, like darling, I gave you best duck. You know, that's like <laughs> yeah, that was just a great line. You know, and like all the sexual connotation in that family, just wonderful. And then um, also, you know, of course, like when when Brofeld said, "Well, you only live twice." I mean, anyway, there's some great lines in that film. You know, that, that and and this fight scene with um with uh, the rocks is it grandfather? Yeah, right? Rocks, the rocks yeah. Rocky yeah. Mark also yeah. co-choreographed it. Yeah, that's that's a one of the I think that's one of the best fight scenes in the Bond film too. Yeah, that's yeah. Bond fight. uses a couch as a battering ram. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that was a great scene. <laughs> that's that was there's a great. Some, scene. There's some funny moments in the film, like like after he yeah. met uh, the 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 guy from Saito, the, the you know that that company, and then he just said, "Kill him." You know, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's like like fun stuff like that that I enjoy. You know, so. Yeah, I, uh, it's on my you know it's on my top ten list, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. A, yeah was in the movie. We had Tetsuro Tamba in there. Yeah, Tetsuro Tamba. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my I, god, yeah. I love you. You know, I mean, yeah. that's great, you know, <laughs> great stuff. Yeah, so it has a moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Everything was great in the script except the magnet on the car. That was that was a Raul doll too far for me. <laughs> I like that they're talking about. <laughs> 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 well, ahead, you know the, the the budgets kept it, it, it's interesting because obviously they filmed it in japan but you know the budgets just kept going were being done every year yeah. so it's uh quite amazing the jump even from the budget from like thunderball to to you only live twice was another like i think it was like 11 million 12 million uh so yeah the budgets were going up and it, it, you can see that i actually like a lot of people thought donald pleasance was a terrible blow felt. Who? Who? I liked Ooh. him actually. He's I think he's the best. <laughs> Rick. He's the best <laughs> blowfell. He's a great blowfell. He doesn't I, I, blink. He I, doesn't I, blink the whole movie. I liked him as a blowfell. Yeah. yeah. Me I want to know who said he's horrible. The person they originally cast. Who's the, who did they originally cast? <laughs> they originally, go back and look it up. Original blowfell and you only twice. It's it was a Dutch actor. Hmm. You want to know how bad he was? He's a dead ringer for me. Well, did you like Donald Ble Donald Pleasance? No, he. This he is the original actor. The guy they had to replace him at the last second. That's why they rushed to get Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance was the only guy they could get. And I have my only issue with Donald Pleasance. I love him as an actor, but again, I wasn't. I was expecting Blofeld to be larger than life, not this little, you know, Quasimodo hmm. type of guy. But he certainly was better than the original guy, who was a Danish actor who looked like Santa Claus. And I can't, I could not believe that they cast him. Well, they I didn't. <laughs> he didn't get it. You know. they, they were, the producers were at war with each other and Saltzman. And Connery was miserable. He, yeah, he, he, he was. Yeah, that I've read. Film. Yeah. It was a nightmare for him to film in Japan. The yeah. Japanese press would not leave him alone. Yeah. And so the movie, but I love everything except the magnet. And I, also when they dressed him up to be Japanese, that was, that kind was of bad. ridiculous. That was, that was pretty hilarious. That was, that was terrible. That, that was really bad. bad. <laughs> but, the, but the Japanese actors, Tamba, the two Japanese uh, actresses were awesome. It'd be kind of like if they try to make me look like Rick Myers. It's like, <laughs> well, that would be a terrible way. <laughs> ninja poisoning. Frank, man, you're not laughing, Frank. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Next. <laughs> and also, I also love the opening sequence, the, the Hong Kong sequence. That was wonderful. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Very good. 
Well, the movie, uh, again, I found it to be entertaining, man. I mean, the whole act, the whole finale is an action spectacle. I yeah. mean, you, you got yeah. me at ninjas. Yeah. yeah when you, yeah, when yeah. you said ninjas, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. And then, you know, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. It doesn't matter. Every other Blofeld after Donald Pleasant sucks. Even and it's unmemorable. Savalas? Unmemorable. Everyone. Even Telly Savalas? Yeah. Yes. I, I, we don't agree with you. <laughs> It's fine. I like Telly. I like Telly, but I just don't. I don't remember. You know, I remember this. This is nightmare That's fuel. True. Yeah, this is nightmare fuel. I don't remember. You know, Telly Savalas. <laughs> walk. No, he's too no. smooth, man. You know, he's too smooth. It's all good. That's just me. All right. All right. If Telly right, was first, I think that would have made a difference. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. All right. Uh, Rick's favorite. It's a great, great movie, but you know, my we'll get to my problem. Okay. All right, Frank. Thoughts on on Her Majesty's Secret Service? This is on very high on my list of the top. All right. Yeah, I think it is hugely underrated. Uh, I I like how different it was. You know, it was it was different. You know, you have a different James Bond for one thing. You have a great plot. I like I like the plot. I like the whole ending sequence set in the snowy mountaintop. I mean, wonderful. I mean, um, yeah, uh, Diane Riggs was fantastic. You know, one of the best Bond girls. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really no complaint about this film. I, I like a lot of the hints of how damaged Bond was in this film. You know, remember that scene in the ice ring where he was just sitting by himself, he's like shuddering, shivering and stuff. You don't see that. You, the first time, I think, the first time they're showing you how Bond can be so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that kind of shocks me a little bit. That That's what I like about this film. This film show... You know, like how you know Bond. You you might think of Bond as this great spy, great great British agent, but hey, he he has his moment. He has his weaknesses too. You know, and the film didn't you know, wasn't afraid to show you. And of course, that whole ending or the ending. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So no, this is I I I'm like I said, it's very high on my list. So. All right. All right, Vincent. Definitely high on my list. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this film. You know, it's one of those, uh, you just feel so bad that he never got the opportunity because he self-sabotaged, right? Which is so classic of so many artists, right? Um, Not being an actor, I think the ending scene is probably the best acting he does in the whole film. Um, Yeah, you know, (laughs) I really, I love this film a lot. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, when I watch it, I just, I want to, you know, punch Lazenby and grab him by his collar saying, (laughs) what the hell did you do, man? You had the chance of a lifetime. Good God. Yeah. Well, let me be very clear about this. This is on my (laughs) top 10 list. It is one of the greatest James Bond movies of all time. It could have been the greatest had they cast an actor. Had they got someone when I see the other people who were up to that role, all of who were professional acting, some of the clips of their auditions, to cast a callow, shallow, not at that time talented actor in this film, it's like it has a hollow center. I always say it's the best James Bond movie ever without James Bond in it. Mm. <laughs> and. Okay. It, it's still heartbreaking. I will always remember going to the theater to see this. I was so excited about a new James Bond. 
And as soon as he shows up, I just sort of, there's a famous story, you know, there's a very famous detective character called Mike Hammer, Mickey Spillane's Mike Hammer. And they've been always wanting to make a movie of him. And they finally make a movie of My Gun Is Quick, which is a great book. And everybody is so excited about going to see it. And it was a famous story that when they showed it for the very first time in New York, and they set it up where, you know, you don't see Mike Hammer. Mike Hammer is running up the stairs and he's going up to the apartment. And he comes into the apartment, the door opens, and then he goes, and there was a loud guy from Brooklyn in the audience goes, that's my camera? <laughs> That's the way I felt when I saw George Lazenby with his lopsided face and his, you know, to my mind, they said, why did they get this Australian stand-in? Where's, where's Sean Connery? Why did they get the stand-in to do all his scenes? And then you know, you, you, you've also, you've got to, and I agree, but you also got to give it to Lazenby that he was that cocky and yeah. arrogant and sure of himself that he he got the part, you know. And obviously, from everything I've read, they chose him because of his physicality and how good he was at doing the action. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's what they say. But at the same time, the producers were at war with each other. And they yeah. and you know, and basically they said, Oh, just give it to anybody at this point. They didn't care. And so, so what's his name took over uh, the director who also blew his career by, by casting this guy. Yeah. Because the movie, you know, it, the still, no matter what the film holds well together, even awesome. though, yeah, it awesome. really does. Yeah. But he doesn't hold well together. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do? Vincent, do you think he had potential? Yeah, I do. I think of course he did. I, I, no doubt, no doubt. He, he would have done better. But I, you know, unfortunately, his arrogance and ego wouldn't have allowed him to be, to get any better. So there you go. Yeah. yeah it's funny because uh, when I went to <laughs> when I went to Dragon Fest several years ago, as a convention, martial arts convention and stuff, I walked in. As soon as I walked in, George That's Lazenby George walked out. <laughs> I was like, that wasn't George Lazenby, was it? <laughs> and then I walked around and I asked the guy who was hosting the thing. He's like, oh yeah, he came in and. Walked around a little bit and he left. And I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Oh man, I would have said hi just for just for fun." Uh, but uh, yeah, so this this was a grower on me when I first saw this. I didn't really like it. I was a little confused. I was like, "Okay, you're introducing some new guy, but yet you're referencing Sean Connery. What is going on?" There's even that scene where he's at the you know he's in the office and he's looking at items from the previous movies. They're playing the theme song from Doctor No. You know the 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 honey rider coming out of the water song, and I'm like, and he's all like reminiscing. I'm like, are you James Bond or not? <laughs> you know, that was my first reaction to it. You know, are you are you are you the new guy? Like, what what are we doing here? And you know, I I was just kind of, yeah. And I I did not know this happened in the book. I did like the action in the movie though. I love when he was sliding and shooting. I love all that stuff. I like the action, but I was um in the bobsled scene. Ooh. Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that, that too. Yeah. But um, I didn't know what happened in the book at the time. But the whole concept of Bond getting married, I didn't know that happened in the book. So at the time, Bond getting married to me was ridiculous. <laughs> I was just like, what is this? That's how I felt at the time when I first watched it. And then when she died at the end, my jaw dropped 
com- I could not believe. I was like, oh my God, did that just happen? <laughs> that was my reaction. I know I'm cold hearted. But yeah, that was my reaction. I was like, wow, that was brilliant. I wasn't expecting that. I, was, I thought they were going to give us a Disney ending or something. And then many years went by. <laughs> and then I watched it again. And I started to like it more and more and more. So now I accept it, man. I, I think it's a very entertaining movie. I like it now. But at first, I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy it. Definitely a good bomb flick. By the way, the editing of the fight scenes revolutionized the industry. Oh. They're, they're still doing that kind of editing on fight scenes, thanks yeah. to that. All right, copy that. All right, next. Uh, well, he, L- Lazenby's gone, so they panicked and went back to Connery, as I see here. All right, yeah. Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> My uh, my my first and only Connery. Well, this was my introduction introduction to Sean Connery, because uh, we, I was you know the, the theater that I went to see Octopussy was doing double features, and for whatever reason, they they po- you know they they program Octopussy with Diamonds Are Forever, and then I found out wow that's a Sean Connery film Bond film I got to go see it right, so that was like my one and only time I watched a Connery Bond film in theater. Didn't like it. I thought it was, <laughs> it was just too terrible. Ridiculous. Yeah, terrible. It was just, it was yeah, I know. You like Bambi and Thumper? Uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm glad I saw, I mean, well, I, yeah, I like them, but you yeah. Know. <laughs> I like the elevator. The only scene that I really liked was the elevator fight scene. That was great. Uh, you know, the, the tight quarter where they were fighting the elevator. That was good. But other than that, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of in the stereotyping of the two gay characters. You know, that was a little bit, you know, even back then, that was a little bit too much for me, you know. Like, when, when they get their comeuppance at the end, you know, but yeah, I enjoyed it, but then, yeah, this is definitely one of the worst, Yeah, I mean, not okay. just the worst Bond film, but the worst Connery Bond film. Yeah. Oh, without question. No question. Worse than never yeah, say never kind again? Of, it's like he, no, worse than that. Worse than that, yes. <laughs> when you think about, yeah, never say never, how much later it came out. Right. Um, yeah. Diamonds are forever. It's he got a huge paycheck. So, yeah, of course, he came back. But he just uh, he gave it's, it like, it's like he didn't care. He, he didn't get through it. He sleepwalked through it. He didn't get into shape for it. Whoever was doing his wardrobe, he's got a pink tie that looks like a cravat. I mean, <laughs> what, what's up with that? <laughs> Who did his wardrobe? I mean, I know it's I know it's 1970, but come yeah. on. I'm about to tell you what's up with that. <laughs> yeah, well, I know what's up with that, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's like no the the story of this movie is a total tragedy for Bond fans. Yeah, it's terrible. I was excited that Connery was coming back because he would set things right. He would get revenge for Tracy. He comes back, twenty pounds overweight. His no. wig is bad. The first scene you see him in is, you know, not the first scene. Well, he's in that terrible outfit, dumpy outfit, the first time you do see him. Later, when he's with them, he is wearing a rolled turtleneck and a tweed jacket that's too short. And even by then, I knew that when that kind of costuming and lighting and makeup makes the actor look bad, that usually yeah. means that this, the crew hates the actor. But in this case, I even then figured there was more to it. And I've been doing research on it ever since. And by by this time, what this was what year was this? 70. 
When I went to Pinewood Studios, went on the 007 stage, I was on, you know, the set of Superman in 79. I met all these guys who worked on it and I asked them specifically, what the F happened here? And they said, the producers had treated Sean Connery terribly. Sean Connery would have stayed for Honor Majesty's Secret Service if they made him a partner the way they would ultimately make Daniel Craig a partner. But they said, no way, you're just an actor. We can replace you. And so Connery left. So when they had to come crawling back to Connery to save the series, Connery said, okay, now I have all the power. And he doesn't tell them this, but it's obvious to all the crew members who worked with him on this thing that he decided that he was going to perform aversion therapy on the audience. He was going to cut his identification with James Bond. And he was going to do it by looking bad, acting bad, being a being a bastard. I mean, if you he's an arrogant, selfish bastard throughout this movie in terrible outfits who slaughters two gay guys at the end. Wait. It's kind of a shame because when you think, right, it's like uh, they brought back uh, Guy Hamilton to direct him from, from right. Goldfinger. Yeah. Again, so, Sean, Sean Connery did because having worked with him on Goldfinger, he knew that he knew that Guy Hamilton would cave. Yeah, that's a shame. To his wishes. Because Guy Hamilton, again, you mentioned that he got a big paycheck, which he gave every cent to to charity. That's right. Yeah. He, he just wanted to get money from them. Yeah. He didn't want it for himself. He wanted to make them pay for how they treated him. Yeah. Which, which he which he said in many many interviews. Yeah. <laughs> about so, broccoli. Yeah. But for Bond fans who were, you know, who weren't aware of this kind of adversarial relationship. I mean, both I mean, Honor Majesty's Secret Service was great, but Diamonds Are Forever was a travesty and a tragedy to me. Yeah. It's the worst James Bond film with James Bond in it. Mm -hmm. Worse than Die Another Day? Yeah. Because Are you sure? <laughs> Die, we'll get to Die Another Day. Okay, okay, okay. It's the Batman and Robin of the series? Okay. <laughs> <They're> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's, oh. it's it James Bond's back and it's it's a wacky adventure. Uh. Oh boy, we're getting wacky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is literally the only thing. Every time yeah. I think about this, every time I think about this movie, this is the only fight. That's the only thing I, I, I instantly forget what I've just watched, except for the yeah. fight. Yeah, that's all I. I just, I just, I forget. I honestly don't even remember it now. I can't really even talk about it. So <laughs> that's my. There you go. That's my well, assessment of the movie. I, probably the only other memorable thing is the uh, is the car chase scene where he's in the Ford Mac One. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that and and yeah, I like plenty of tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's of a, course. That's a that's a Maybe, bonus. Yeah. Named after your father, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm plenty. Of course you are. Hmm. All right, next one. Oh, oh yeah. Here we go. Oh, all right. Live and let die. We're, oh, we're restarting again. We're starting over. Rebooting it, kind of. The only Frank. thing I like about the film. The, the only thing about uh, the only thing I like about the film was the theme Is song. It, I was going to say that the song, yeah. the song like, yeah. one of the best. I mean, but yeah. that whole film, I don't know. It's almost like the delivery shot it in a way that looks cheap. Yep, I mean, it I, was. I, I mean, it, it was. was. A, was it was to 
imitate a black uh, black exploitation film. I yeah. mean, is that why they shot it like the way that? It well, that's was, what was popular around that time, right? right? So the way they shot it is just like a black exploitation film, and it looks, makes it look cheap. And I don't know. I just, I just, this was one of my least favorite Bond. I mean, I hardly rewatch his film. So yeah, yeah that's this all was I can a rough. Yeah. Well, they 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 started keeping the budgets down uh, on this, the one previous, and the, the next few. I mean, much less than you know back when they did uh, "Live and Let Die." I mean, not "Live and Let Die," but um, "You Only Live Twice." You Only Live Twice. Yeah, yeah. The budgets had come way down. So, Here's, what what did you guys think of uh, Roger Moore when you first saw him? Oh, the way they introduced him was was shameful. Yeah, it was like seeing the saint. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but worse. But worse. Yeah. He was a callow yeah. saint. Even the, the saint yeah. was a real hero. The James Bond they portrayed at the beginning of this film is a callow hill. Yeah. But yeah. let me just tell you the secret of the next two Bond films. Well, they go down. Well, no. <laughs> the next one, is, the next one is, is one of the worst, but the one after that is the best Roger Moore ever. Yeah, right. yeah that's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. The, the reason why is that this one and the next one were still produced by the two producers who were still warring with each other, who throughout mm. the production of both movies were trying to undercut each other. The Spy Who Loved Me was the first film that Broccoli produced on his own. Yeah. And he, had, and he bought out Saltzman. So that gives, goes a long way in explaining, but it still is a just a crying shame that they felt the need to try to make us laugh at james bond we weren't laughing with him anymore we were laughing at him yeah mm. yeah I mean, this this one and of course the next one man oh, with the golden it's not even bother there's no need to even need to talk about it <laughs> okay remember Just jump to spy who loved me I mean, come on already you can always gauge how the producers feel about james bond by how m feels about james bond in the film in in diamonds of forever m was an adversary of James Bond. In this one, he's an adversary of James Bond. Bond mm. has a girl in the closet when M comes over and he makes him a cup of coffee. You know, and he, and look, every, basically the whole scene was, look what an asshole this guy is. Mm. <laughs> and, it's, and, right. and again, it's because they were warring behind the scenes. Right. I did Roger didn't care. Roger, right. Roger was fine. He'll, he'll do anything. I found the movie to be entertaining. But I, I don't watch it all the time. It's not like one I would watch a lot. But when I first watched it, you know, a couple of times I watched it, it's entertaining. I mean, Yafet Koto is great in the movie. I hated his death scene. His death scene is one of the worst, hilarious looking. It's hilarious. It's so bad. But I can't stop laughing at his death scene. But I think as a villain, I enjoyed him as a villain uh, compared to everybody else. In the his death scene was insulting. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, that's, right. word. Yeah, well, that's the right word. I feel that this film is insulting. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah, the alligator scene was good. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. also All another right. good barometer of James Bond movies when Bond becomes a reckless endangerment to public safety. That's a bad Bond film. When he's a reckless endangerment to the villain's safety, that's a good James Bond film. But mm -hmm. here he drives through a woman's wedding, he ruins a woman's wedding, and it's like we're supposed to laugh at that. It's funny, Rick. And, uh, and then, of course, that wonderful Southern character. Oh, I, I loved him. <laughs> yeah, yes, they brought him back. That was so strange. All right, so I know this one's going to be even brief, but let's just briefly go through it here. Briefly. Uh, the, the man wow. with golden gun. I'm going Watch first. Him. I'm going first. Okay. Yeah. 
The only great thing about this movie is Christopher Lee. Yes. Yeah. I love Christopher Lee in this movie, and he is the only reason to watch it. That's if you want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you that's it. Him. I'm done. Here's him. The Another that. sign of a bad James Bond movie is when the pre-credit sequence concentrates only on the villain. I don't like this song. I hate this song. I hate the theme song to this movie. I don't like it. He's got a powerful it weapon. It sucks, man. Charges a million <laughs> Sounds I mean, like even like the the Hong Kong. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, and so, so oh, yeah, it sounds like he's talking about his pride genitalia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> As for keeping a woman in the closet, yeah. I mean, I've, I, I've done that so many yeah. times. And, yeah, even like the Hong Kong sequence. <laughs> Get in the not... closet. Another one's coming over. <laughs> Yeah, say it, Frank. Say it. Those Hong Kong sequences. I mean, like the Hong Kong sequences have been in this film weren't even as good as the that brief Hong Kong sequence in You Only Live Twice. I mean, I like the fact that they shot this in Hong Kong, but you know, because they right, never right. after this film they never went back to Hong Kong again. And I always find that fascinating. You know, um, <laughs> I would think that you would think they'd go back to Hong Kong, but at least they but, had um, the Kung Fu Hustle landlady. They had the Kung right. Fu Hustle landlady. Yeah, yeah, they landlady. And of course, you know, it was because of. The, the bottoms up club that I said, you know, okay, this is a, a, a kind of a, this classic thing of Hong Kong. I went to that place. It sucks. I remember the first time I got to go to the bottoms up club. It was in man with the golden gum. I go in there. I'm like, man, come on. This is nothing special. I know. <laughs> the only, like the only two redeeming quality about this film was one, Christopher Lee, like, like Samurai said, and two, <laughs> and 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 two Phuket, you know the the James Bond island because that's this is the yeah, this, is, yeah. this film introduced me to James yeah. Bond and Phuket. And I went there, you know, yeah. right after the tsunami. I love it; it's beautiful there. I mean, sure, it's definitely worth going. Phuket is just beautiful. So, so I, I'll always be grateful for this film to you know for introducing me to Phuket. So, and then, and then you know, again, we're supposed to respect the man who will kick a martial artist in the face when he's bowing. I know. <laughs> We're supposed to respect the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, at the end of this movie, not only is that fat samurai guy out, he's <laughs> gone, but he, but <laughs> Harry Salt, there we go, he's back. And Harry Salt, jazz hands, out, and they can go back to introducing the new James Bond the way they always should have. Yeah. The opening of the next movie is one for the ages. Of course. Brilliant. Yes. I, just, I just watched it the other day, actually. Yeah. yeah. This is the movie that made me a Roger Moore fan. Yeah. The Spy Who Loved Me, man. This is great. This is this really should have been the first Roger Moore movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. They introduced uh, him exactly right. Yeah. Since I love our job, y'all know I'm going to love me some Jaws, too. Oh. Right? <laughs> I can't help it. I love Jaws, goddammit. He's great. He's great. <laughs> yeah. All right, Frank, he, go ahead. He's great. No, see, Moonraker did so well in Hong Kong. They actually ended up re-showing The Spy Who Loved Me in theaters after that because everybody oh. wanted to see Roger Moore, more Roger Moore. So I actually went to see this in theater in Hong Kong after I saw Moonraker. So I'm, oh, nice. I'm, yeah, I was glad to have seen both of these. I mean, Moonraker and Spy Who Loved Me, my favorite Roger Moore Bond film. Hey, hey. Yeah, this right. is, I mean, I love the villain. Stromberg is a fantastic villain. Fantastic, yeah, fantastic. I think he, he's probably like the last most, you know, like like he's the last of the great villain in the Bond film. I think I think everybody who came after him is really not as strong as he he is. But uh, like the jaws is great, the setting is great. This whole 
city, you know, sort of like a city, you know, the tanker, this whole tanker set, the the city underneath the ocean, and then the the, the Lotus car. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is to me, this is almost like the fun, the Thunderball, Roger Moore. You know, you know, is equivalent to Thunderball in terms of the entertainment value. Perfect yeah. balance. Perfect. Yeah. Good Great move. finale too. Huge yes. body count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And and you know, biggest money maker um uh, to date. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great movie. Is it? Really? Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Of all time? No, biggest money made oh, up, oh, up, up until that point. point. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Wow. And I also like how I mean they also show how ruthless he can be. You know, he letting that guy, the guy go at the time and Cairo. Yeah, yeah, he just let him go. He, he, what a like, helpful he just, chap. I know, was a wonderful chap. I mean, he would just kill anybody just like that, you know. Like he got the information, he let he kills him. You know, actually, that guy Reed was a big, um, was a, a famous, uh, well-known wrestler in Britain. Yeah. Well, he always right. used he always used to come into my father's sh- store uh, to buy fabric because he never could find a suit that fit him because he, he he was so wide. Right. <laughs> so he had to have his clothes all custom made. So oh, wow! He, he would come into my father's, sh- you know, singer. Sh- store and buy fabric from him so yeah all right uh, could, anything else before we move on rick oh yeah you could hear cubby broccoli cracking his knuckles because he just you know now that he had saltzman off his back he lavished every he every single frame got cubby's attention that's why everything in this movie the theme song the opening credits the way more is portrayed the way the whole, how sumptuous the whole thing, all the Egyptian scenes, the balance of wit and legitimate action sequences that, I mean, you compare Bond diffusing the bomb, the bomb in this movie to Bond diffusing the bomb in Octopussy. Yeah. And you can see the difference. You know, in this one, he's a hero. This is the most heroic Roger Moore Bond has ever been and will ever be. Yeah. By the time we get to Octopussy, they make him a clown. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And I, love that line. and I love that line. I remember like the guy said, have you ever you know, defused a bomb before? And he just said, you know, that's the first time for everything. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a great line. You know? I mean, he's just a real, he's, that's, yeah. this is his James Bond, and as yeah. such. It was good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So before I actually watched Moonraker for the first time, I remember a lot of people told me this is one of the worst <clears throat> Bond films in the no, history of no. Bond movies. No way. And Star Wars was a big thing. It was popular. So, hey, let's go sci-fi, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they were like, it's so bad. They even make Jaws a good guy because the kids loved him in the last movie and he's a good guy now and there's a love interest and all this stuff. And I was just like, what is happening? So I went in with like zero expectation, expecting to watch a piece of garbage. I couldn't stop smiling watching this movie, man. Like I was, it's entertaining. I, 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 it's entertaining, even if people consider it schlock. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, I wasn't in. I just had fun with it. Even Jaws being a good guy, I didn't mind him getting a love interest. Hey, she was hot, man. <laughs> but anyway, like I don't know. Like it's ridiculous. They're in space shooting lasers at each other. I get it, but I don't know, man. I, 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 I didn't. I enjoyed it. It's entertaining. <laughs> Everybody's got their guilty pleasures. What did you guys think of Moonraker? I I mean, this is the film, my first Bond film, really. This is my first Bond film, my first Roger Moore Bond film, my first Bond film in the theater. I loved it. It was hugely entertaining. I still remember how audience, you know, like the audience reaction to it. You know, like when the, the, the boat chase, when that boat jumped up from, 
you know, from the from like jump up over the sun, people were yelling, gasping, and then when the guys had opened the cargo bay and he saw all these guys in the spacesuit floating up, you know, going towards the station, people were clapping and stuff. Oh, that was great. It's hugely entertaining film. I mean, um yeah, to me it's almost like equal. Like the spy would love me Moonraker, like it's almost like equal. Equally good, but this one, I mean, you know, of course, it's star, because of Star Wars, they have to go to the space route and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. It was, it was great. Oh I man, look at Vincent's face. Vincent looked like he's about to kill somebody, man. He's just like, <laughs> oh, he hasn't stroke his spear yet. So we're just, um, <laughs> I know. He's the Godfather. He's and the Godfather. It was. So... Has, oh, Vincent's oh. gonna start stroking the cat. And he wants to bring a cat <sighs> out. And also has the best John Barry score. I mean, this is a great, and the John Barry score is just great. I mean, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, wonderful. This one is also equally good. So, all right, wow. Vincent, mm. hit us with it. Glad you like. Glad you. Yeah, <laughs> oh boy, uh, Frank. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, childhood memory, man. Yeah, so. I know, I know. Well, if it, it, it was your first one you saw, but for me, whoo, talk about cheese, <laughs> talk about cheesy. Oh my lord. <laughs> Whew, this was like a slice of like what that American cheese you get in a wrap pla- <laughs> polystyrene plastic. Well, that's not even good cheese. I mean, <laughs> it's not even government cheese. It isn't. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. And as soon as they're in space and those lasers start firing. Yeah. I just lost it at that. The sound, the. Uh, <laughs> you know, especially because it did come around. It did come out around the same time as Star Wars, seventy nine. So, yeah. you know, right. So when you saw Star Wars, we were blown away, right? And then we, we so if you saw Star Wars first, and then you saw Yikes, Moonraker, oh man, you were throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, you know, it was it was bad. It was bad, bad on the heart. <laughs> now remember, James Bond fans have been arguing for years. What is the worst moment in a James Bond film? And they, and a bunch of people who did who did the studies, it's between uh, Mr. Big exploding and the pigeon doing a double. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> now, oh, and of, course, and of course they took the. <laughs> remember the ringtone when he when he yeah. goes into that. Da, da, that da, da, yeah, that one okay. I can tolerate. They did the uh, do, 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 do. yeah, but that, was, but that yeah. makes sense. That wasn't wildly yeah. out of place. But I yeah. was, I was on the set. I <laughs> was, right. I, I talked. I asked Toby Broccoli. I was saying the double take. Look, I don't mind. I don't mind humor <laughs> from within the film. You know, so the Close Encounters theme makes a certain amount of sense. A scientist would might find that funny that he would right. do code. But the double taking pigeon, Cubby, Cubby, the double taking pigeon, and he just looked at me like he was the host of the party, which he was, and he just said, "I found it funny." <laughs> Big I budget. Can't argue with that. I can't argue with that if you found it funny. But oh it was God. for me. I agree with uh, I agree with Vincent. It was a it was a but it, a you know, disappointment. Big budget, but it made a boatload of money for him. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, it's colorful, and, but yeah. and that's you know more power to him. Yeah, but you know, 
it, it, um, it was a lost opportunity. For Next, me. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the pigeon being the worst. Being the worst. Yeah, yeah but you gotta give it that opening sequence though. That opening sequence in the mid air was pretty good, right? I mean, it, was, it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. I All mean, right. worked very hard on it. It doesn't compare to for me. The spy loves me, and All also, right. okay. and also he. There was a whole sequence that they cut out. They originally, that scene was going to end with Jaws falling through a, a big top and becoming part of, and and into the net and with the whole family there. But they said, "No, this is getting." Good. So they just did a they did a weird little uh, animation which went yeah, into the uh, which went into the opening the credit yeah. sequence. Yeah. All right, another one of my favorites. Believe it or not, I really enjoyed this one a lot. Uh, for your eyes only, yeah. I really liked. That's the second best one. Yeah, this one's really oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I really love the Bond girl in her. She kicks ass, and some great action set pieces, man. And uh, Bond was different in this one. He was kind of actually you, you can tell he can actually he actually cares about <laughs> about the Bond girl. It's very you know very different. You know what I mean? Like he actually has feelings and he cares about her well being in a fatherly way. Yeah, and a father. Yeah, and a father. Like, he even turns down the other girl. When do you ever see Bond turning down a girl? The well, young one, the young blonde one. He was just like, "Go to bed, child." You know, that, like, <laughs> that yeah. was a little weak for me. The second girl was a little weak. Yeah, well, he turned her down. I'm just, I'm just making a point there. Like Bond turning it down in sex. What? Uh, but you know, I really enjoyed this one. My my only nitpick, um, the score. Bill Conti. I don't know, John John Barry. Was not he, I don't think he did this one, but the no, story right. was a little. Bill Conti. Yeah, Bill Conti was great. Did the Rocky movies, but it I, just felt this one was I, a little, little disco-y. It was something. Well, about that's it. because Bill Conti couldn't care less about this, and he recycled other things he's written for other movies in this movie. Oh, actually, okay. everything he wrote for this movie he had already written for another mm -hmm. film. Good theme song though. The, the, yeah. yeah, Gina Easton. Yeah. Gina Easton, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I really enjoy this one, Frank. Yeah, I know in some countries that. Uh, Original poster they had to cut below her button. Right, her, her button. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, for I like it. I mean, I saw this in theater in Hong Kong, and I remember how hard, like, like, like how hard the marketing folks at that time kept telling people this is a smaller scale Bond film because they don't want audiences to be disappointed by it and like no big set pieces at the end and all that stuff. Right. I liked it. I thought it was good. It was a nice moderate size, mid, like a mid sized Bond film. I love that whole sequences at the ski ski place in the ski resort. That whole thing was done nicely. I like the climbing at the end, climbing up to that temple at the end. That was like you can kind of felt, you know, and when that stuntman actually, you know, he fell, he dropped. That was pretty, you know, breathtaking. I mean, that I was the same stuntman who did the parachute drop in the opening of Spy Love. Mm. Right, oh, right, wow. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that to me that was a great stunt. I, mean, I know he had all the safety precaution, but still to see someone actually fall. That high, that you know, that long, that's great. So oh, I like this film. I think this is like like yeah, to me this is like the third best bond. I mean, but you know, the Roger Moore's you know, third best bond film for me. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Good one. Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I agree okay. with I, yeah, good film. Good film. Um yeah, no, 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 no complaints about it. Solid. Yeah. Vincent tasted the film and said, "Yeah, it's good. It was good." You, Just like you're, not, you're not a fan of, but, but come on, this is this is your favorite. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
Bill, and one more thing. I always I like wonder how you come up with these things so fast, but cool. Right. One more thing I like about this film is again, I know Roger Ball didn't want to do it, kicking that Mercedes down the cliff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was. That, was, that, that was brutal. That was great. That was, that was great. great. This yeah. is Roger Moore's from Russia with Love. This is yeah. an, uh, an espionage. Mm. Yes. Didn't yeah. this one start in the graveyard where he's by Tracy's grave? Yes, in the opening. Yes. Yeah. yeah in the mm. opening. You know, again, Cubby Broccoli is totally responsible for that line. I'll give you a solid gold delicatessen. Oh, uh, with the 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 kind yeah. of the 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 funky gold uh, blow felt. Yeah. The fake the fake blow yeah. felt because they yeah, couldn't yeah. they couldn't legally again. Oh, yeah, that was time. that that was lame. That was the lamest yeah. part oh, of the yeah. film. It was yeah, like, I agree. Uh, I agree with that yeah, one. That yeah. was a little, yeah. a little weird. But yeah. the rest of it, it, it's yeah. They tried to make it. They always when they go too far and they knew they went too far with Moonraker. They said, "Let's pull back." <laughs> well, no, they <laughs> went too far with Octopussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they really Again, went I, too far. I like, with Oct- the- <laughs> I like Octopussy except for the clown scene. Yeah. The opening is great. It's yeah. been a long time since I've seen this, but I remember being entertained. I thought it was real good. I remember being well, entertained uh, by it. It was over the top, like him swinging and doing the Tarzan thing and yeah, telling you, the tiger to sit down. Like it was over, it was bonkers, but it, I don't remember hating it. If you remember, you know. it, the, I think Octopussy and Never Say Never Again came out within like a week of each yes. other. They were like in competition. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Octopussy won. Yeah, yeah, it, down. yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Frank, thoughts on Octopus? Yeah, like, again, I saw this in the future, you know, double with um, Diamonds of Forever. I liked it, really. I don't know. I, I also thought, I also felt that the cinematography was kind of flat. That once they got to India, you would think, well, India, you know, colorful stuff. No, no, like that palace is just boring. <laughs> I mean, the way they shot the palace was boring. And then, and then the final, you know, the final shootout thing, it just felt too studio for me. Very true. Mm. Yeah, okay. it just felt like this is like a, you know, this is small scale. It's too studio. You can tell this is a this was a set, you know. And right, then right. final plane thing wasn't too convincing either. I like the stunt on the plane. That was good, you know. You know, climbing on the top and then doing all this. But yeah, this is no. And then the clown. Yeah, I. I yeah, and the, the interesting though, though, they use Q more in this. That's like true. Q yeah. was a part of it, you know, on the hot air yeah. balloon and what. Yeah, so, so the crocodile thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah the, oh, uh, I liked. I really liked the opening. I really liked the opening. The opening was good. That was a real espionage sequence, blowing up the hangar with the and the mini. Yeah. And they brought back Maud Adams. Yep. Yeah. Which yes. I wasn't that happy about. I like her. I'm glad she got another job. But I, you know, this this is not Perry Mason. You don't want to keep re, or Columbo. You don't want to keep repeating actors. I saw her already. What do right. you think? Remember her from the other and she, film? And she died too. Yeah. In the other film, yeah, the band with the golden gun. So <laughs> it's it's an okay Bond film. It's certainly not as bad as the next couple. <laughs> <laughs> I like what I, we're, we're. This is going by a little faster when we all just jump in and give our thoughts. So let's do that yeah. instead of me naming who to talk to, <laughs> who uh, talks okay, next. We just I jump in. All right, here we go. Oh man, a view to a kill. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. This, you know, Christopher Christopher Walken, I did you guys feel like he phoned it in? I love Christopher Walken, but I felt like he was just I'm here, I'm the bad guy. David All right. Bowie. It was supposed to yeah. be Oh, David really? Bowie. I couldn't get to, and David Bowie went, No. no. <laughs> well, who who's like David Bowie? And and again, yeah. Walken would take the money. Christopher Walken's death in the movie was hilarious though. Like yeah. it was it was really funny. <laughs> His death. Uh, I don't Walken hate this movie, but 
I, it's just more so old. He was not he's struggling, he, man. He, yeah, it was. He was too old to do this. Film. Yeah, it was like I think fifty-eight. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm trying to know, remember the. It's in it's in the book again, but I'm trying to remember they had already cast another James Bond, and he, oh, you know, there's a couple of people throughout the throughout their careers that more just kept coming back. Huh. Yeah, yeah, and and Tanya Roberts is almost like his daughter than the girlfriend of the film. Right. Poor Tanya. Yeah. What did you, you know, think of uh, bringing in Patrick McNee, right from Avengers and then killing him ignominiously? I mean, he looks look terrible. Yeah, it was bad. What did you think of Grace Jones? I didn't. <laughs> she could have been great, but again, they treated her poorly. Yeah, I guess you could say he, she's one of the most memorable parts of the movie. Roger Moore did not get along with her at all. Yeah, not her, yeah. yeah, yeah. No one got along with Grace Jones. That's yeah, what, that yeah. was the problem. Yeah, their 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 kissing scene was awkward. It was All so kissing. awkward when you watch the movie. It's like, oh no, what's what's what something's not right. Yeah. <laughs> you notice throughout the entire movie, James Bond is a reckless endangerment to public safety. Yeah, yeah. But did you spot Dolph Lundgren in the movie? Yes. yes. <laughs> I was cracking well, they, up. I was like, oh yeah. shit, it's Dolph. I think I think they were dating at the time. They ah, were. there you go. Yeah, they there were. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. All right. So average. No, no worse than average. Trash? Way below average. Okay, okay. This yeah. is one of the worst moors. Yeah. The Rand right, was good. The Rand Rand song I like. So yeah. Yeah, I'm solid. All right. I'm going to get a lot of flack for these next two ones. I'm going to get a lot of flack, but I got to be honest. I got to be honest here. Right. So, again, by the time I got around to watching some Daltonator, um, <laughs> I was like, this guy's Bond? I was so lost. Because I, I, I'm so used to seeing him as a bad guy <laughs> in movies. And I was like, Dalton? Is it Bond? All right. So I was like, all right, let me give it a shot. I like Timothy Dalton as Bond. I'm he's sorry. Great. He's I, great. Oh, he's great. I like him as Bond. I think he gets a bad rap. I really he do. Does because it wasn't his fault. He was sabotaged. He yeah. could have been the best Bond ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, have you guys seen Lion in Winter? Yeah. No. Timothy Dalton, go see Lion in Winter. Number one, it's an awesome movie. Mm. But also, Timothy Dalton is in it in one of his best performances. And if he portrayed Bond the way he portrays the King of France in Lion in Winter, he'd still be playing Bond. But the problem is that he was given total freedom to play Bond anyway. He had a very weak director. Mm. And the director let him do all this histrionic stuff. He wasn't playing a spy. He was playing a grand Shakespearean actor. Playing yeah, but it, it was it was John Glenn, man. You can't. John Glenn is like major. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. He's mm-hmm. not. No, because you look at what John Glenn did after he got out of the safety zone of James Bond. He did the James Bond thing, and everybody supported him. But he's never made a good film. After he finished with James Bond, he was he was a good traffic director. He's not an actor's director. He gave no direction to Timothy Dalton. He let him do whatever he wanted. Still liked him though. I liked I liked his I two liked films. Him too, yeah, but he I liked wasn't his two controlled. Films. And the next yeah. one, the next one just broke it for me because mm. he uh, he looked like a. A bureaucrat with a bug up his ass. So thoughts on Living Daylights really quick. What do you guys think of it? Could have been great. Oh, Living Daylights I thought was good. Yeah. Okay. The problem was that, I mean, the, the climax on the plane, 
I thought Dalton was very promising. And, and keep in mind that the, the original person they cast as James Bond and Dr. No was Cary Grant. The hmm. producers wanted Cary Grant, but Cary Grant wouldn't do more than one film. So they, they said, thank you, we need somebody who will do seven or whatever. So Timothy Dalton was Cubby Broccoli's J Cary Grant-ish James Bond. But he didn't play it sophisticated. He didn't play it calm. He played it like he was going to blow a gasket every single scene. He You're talking about like to kill? Tantrum every single scene. And it wore me out. What did uh, Frank... And Vincent, what did you guys think of? Uh, I, I I like him. I didn't like the movie that he was in. I mean, I thought like like especially Living Daylight. I thought he was really let down by the villain, Joe John Baker. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> and who turns out later to be uh, in Golden Eye? I mean, like I, like why would you have a villain in a previous Bond film show up as a good guy in a, in a, in another Bond film? And I the best know. fight scene in the movie didn't have Bond in it. Bond wasn't in the fight scene. And I, that's again bad sign. But he showed great promise in the opening. Yeah, yeah. I like him. Great promise. No, I, yeah, I like him. I yeah. thought both of them good. I mean, License to Kill maybe slightly yeah. better. But you know, I always remind myself: without these two films, we wouldn't have Daniel Craig. He's yeah. kind of like the predecessor to. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Yeah. And I, that, I, I, I'm a huge fan of License to Kill. I know I'm a minority in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like the it. most violent I, Bond. When it came out to PG, when it came out to theater, it was PG-13. When it came yeah. out to uh, home video and it was rated R. It's still Every the most violent Bond, even more violent than the Daniel Craig movies. Yeah, but I get the negativity. I, I mean, the, the the nitpicks that fans have, I get it. You know, Every they were like, "Well, it doesn't feel like a Bond movie. It feels like a Lethal Weapon movie." You know, like that era. You and know. every hero, I get it. Hero in the movie, but I, I love it. <laughs> every hero who dies in that movie, it's his, it's Bond's responsibility. If you go back and watch it again, Bond throws a tantrum, resulting in one of his compatriots' death. Also, the way he treated uh, Carrie Lowell, you know, you know, no, you can't do it. You can't fight along with me. She keeps on going, I'm a, C I'm a trained CIA agent. Let me go. No, you can't. No. And it's like, you know, like the Bond girls in License wow. to Kill. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talisa Tal de Soto. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. And the other one Man. was badass, yeah. too. Yeah. That one was good, too. Yeah. All right. This is the big one for me. Uh, Golden Eye, six years later. Thoughts? One of the best ever. Certainly the best of Brosnan's. Yeah. Yes. It's Martin Campbell. It's Martin yeah, Campbell. Martin Campbell. Best yeah. of Brosnan's, yeah. Yes. If he if if Brosnan acted like Bond in all his other movies, the way he acted like Bond in this. It just seemed from Goldeneye, everything he did after it started just going down, 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 down. Yeah. Well, tomorrow the big thing in Tomorrow Never Dies, the big secret that they're not going to admit, but that's obvious, sabotage the rest is run. And you know what the big secret in Tomorrow Never Dies? Goldeneye is excellent. The, Bond, one of, the thing that made Bond for me in that one was the opening sequence where Bond is preparing the bomb well, also the jump off the, the dam was awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Bond is preparing, preparing the uh, bomb, and a bullet hits him right here, and all he does is this. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that, I said, that's a pro. That's a real spot. That's a guy mm -hmm. who knows what he's doing. And then also the fighting, the fights with 006. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the best martial arts in the Bond mm -hmm. houses from Russia with Love. Yeah, and I love how there's no music during that fight. Yeah. They yes. just kick the crap out of each other, man. It's great. He's, 
he's legit in that movie. The girl is great. Mm -hmm. yeah. The girl is just, the villain is a 006. Sean yeah. Bean is 006. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. a great James yeah. Bond. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they just go downhill from, from here and you, on in. And you know why. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow never dies. Here's the deal. Uh, you see that woman in the back? Yeah. <laughs> no, she yeah, was we know. To be in the front. Yeah. In the original script, she was the Bond girl. And, you know, Vincent and I met Michelle Yeoh. I don't know if you've met her before this, Vincent, but we met her at a party in New York the day before she was to report to the Tomorrow Never Die set. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Right. But I listened in. She got a phone call and, and she was talking to us. And she said, I got to take this call. She saw who it was and she, I got to take this call. And she walks away, but I'm still being me. I'm still going. <laughs> she's on the phone and she's talking apparently with her agent. And she says, well, why hire me if they're not going to use me? And then I see a report from the set live on uh, Entertainment Tonight. And Terry Hatcher, the new Bond girl, is giving Entertainment Tonight a tour of the Tomorrow Never Dies party set. And there's Michelle Yeoh, and, and Terry Hatcher introduces this actor and introduces that actor, and then, I, I don't remember for sure, but she kind of looks over her shoulder at Terry Hatch, at uh, Michelle Yeoh and ignores her, doesn't introduce her. And then 10 minutes into Terry Hatcher's performance in that movie, the character dies. And the character, and the corpse of the character had a digitally, had, had the face of Terry Hatcher digitally put on it. It was actually a stunt person or a stand-in because by then, Terry Hatcher was off the movie. And they had to make the rest of the movie by the seat of their pants, by the skin of their teeth. That's why at the end of the run, all, this, all the crew had shirts that said, I survived, tomorrow never dies. <laughs> wow. But and then... The producer said, destroy those shirts. Never let. And at the premiere in, a, in London, again, a live telecast from Entertainment Tonight, they're talking on the line. Pierce Brosnan walks by with his wife, and they said, what do you have to say about working with Terry Hatchett? And I don't remember the exact quote because that interview was destroyed, and you can't find it on YouTube or anything. But he says something like, Terry Hatcher should be nicer to people on the way up because they'll be the same people she meets on the way down. I think I heard that somewhere. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I remember hmm. that line. And oh. that, that, that cemented, more than the movie, that quote, him going public with his feelings, cemented his doom. From then on, they didn't treat him. They cast Denise Richards. <laughs> they say you think Terry Hatcher was bad? Not only yeah. was Denise Richards, Terrible. the nuclear scientist, way on the set. Oh my lord! You can't get her fired. Terrible. Yep. God. I enjoy. Next. I enjoy tomorrow never dies. I'm sorry. I, I hate. This. I, I don't like the main. I don't like the main villain. The main. I like the, the actor's great as the. Yeah. You know, but gone. the main villain's kind of the character's kind of weak. The, uh, tomorrow never dies. But, um, push forward Asian film. Because Michelle yeah. Yeoh was the first Asian actress who was included in the publicity, who was included right. in the promotion. She got to do the beer ads alongside Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan loved Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. But there's some yeah. great action set pieces in here, uh, man. The motorcycle chase, the, 
like the shootout at the end, Philip Quark helped do a lot yeah. of the action shootout fight choreography and stuff at the end of the movie. He even had a little cameo, you yeah. know, in the movie. Yeah. I mean, it was it was really cool. I mean, the, the self driving car sequence. Yeah, right? that yeah. was great. The only yeah. thing I was really mad about in that movie is that Jonathan Price makes fun of Michelle Yeoh, and Michelle Yeoh doesn't get to get him back for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah at the end, <laughs> to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would that would have been great. You should have killed um, him. Uh, I like the music, the score. David Arnold. Oh yeah. The, he was like you got John Barry, who's the best. David Arnold, I think he's like the second best. Yeah. As much as I like Goldeneye, the the the, the I think it was I don't know if it was Aaron Sarah. Eric Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. We did the professional, you know. Right. It, it was it was a fine score. It's fine. Yeah. It just David Arnold nothing, just kind of nothing has ever gotten better than John Barry. No, of yeah. course yeah. not. No way. All right, no way. Uh, everyone's favorite. <laughs> the world is not enough. Yeah, yeah. At this point, the fix was in. Let's uh, just... the actress. What's her name on the right? Sophie Marceau. Sophie she Marceau. Was great. Beautiful. She's absolutely stunning. And yeah, but yeah. she's the character was and good, and she, she was really yeah, she was good. Yeah, she yeah. was really good. If Brosnan had his way, he would have made he would have gotten rid of Denise Richards and put her as. Yeah, the, but the movie sucks. But they're not going to let her do. They weren't going to let him do that. <clears throat> yeah, the opening the boat chase was good. Opening boat chase was good. That was it, really. That's it, though. Oh, like yeah. none of the other action sequences held up to the opening. You know, again, the opening was annoying to me because what? he. Reckless endangerment to public safety. He went through a restaurant, and yeah. also he he drops sixty feet onto solid metal and doesn't. Who brought? Oh yeah, who brought the marshmallows? Come on, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my my biggest pet peeve with the movie. Yeah, this one. This was oh, one yeah. of those because I was like, yay, I like Pierce Brosnan, and yay, I like Bond now. That like when I first watched this, I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. And then the second time I watched it, I was like. No, not yet. Uh, no. Yeah. What is the point of having a villain with a bullet in his brain, which makes him more powerful the closer it gets to killing him, if you don't use it? Oh, this Bond is my big, yeah. at the end, and at the end, he should have put his thumb into the wound yeah. and oh. pushed the bullet into his brain. This mm-hmm. is my biggest pet peeve with this movie. You introduce a, a villain that can't feel pain. Imagine the fun you could have had with a fight scene. Yeah. Oh my god! Could you imagine Bond stabbing the shit out yeah. of him, and he's just looking yeah. at him like, "Is that it?" You could have had so much fun with that. It was so boring. At like the I end. said, at the end, the villain should have had Bond at, and the only thing Bond could do was put his finger in the wound and push the bullet in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that reminded me of the of the movie, uh, the, the trilogy, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the Swedish, the right. Swedish, with the guy who felt no pain. Oh, right. it was unbelievable. My much god. better. Yeah, god. much better. Incredible. All right, but, I guess yeah. we're done with this one. The bottom of the barrel for Pierce, though. Oh, so, yeah. the bottom no. of the barrel yet? I told now, you it just is. Yeah. Now uh, I'd rather watch the world not enough than this. Now it's time for the Batman and Robin of the James Bond oh. franchise. Another day. Oh man! Poor Pierce. Poor Pierce. Now, could you want be honest, guys? Could you watch this and laugh at how bad it is and get some entertainment out of it that way? Yeah, I just felt terrible for him. Did you ever see the documentary "Everything or Nothing," which is the story? There's a great scene where they're interviewing Pierce about this movie, and he goes, "Hang gliding." 
Mm-hmm. And he just starts laughing. <laughs> just go. He couldn't believe it. I saw that. Yeah. That yeah, was hilarious. You know, except to watch Halle Berry come out of the water and Rosamund Pike. Yeah. That's her first movie. Awesome. Beyond that, the movies, yeah. You see, I like the opening. I mean, I like the idea of the movie, the opening in Korea. <laughs> And the, I like the yeah, I like the fact yeah. that he got he got uh, caught. He got yeah, caught. The opening yeah. was good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. right. And then yeah. and then him leaving, dealing with M and all that. Those, yeah. those, that was the best part of film. Yeah, I like the, the sword fight. Yeah. yeah, the sword fight is that was but good. Also, I love the villains. It could have been a really good movie, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. we got invisible cars we were all over the place for this we got we got james bond surfing laser they also had at that time they had real invisible cars they just didn't you know madonna is in it (laughs) yeah Uh, again a weak villain poor poor yeah poor pierce i like the villain i like that he was which one though well i like both rosman pike and i liked uh uh um, Steve, the, yeah. ro- the robotic arms guy. Yeah, I like. I also like the Korean henchman, Rick Yoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rick Yoon. It could have been a really good movie. Yeah. So you still, you still uh, think Diamonds Are Forever is worse than this or better <laughs> than this? It's more tragic. This one was less tragic than Diamonds. Oh, okay. You're looking at Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about Mo- Moonraker, right, Frank? Moonraker. Over Moonraker. This. That's right. Over this. All right. Let's get to the to the Craig the Craiginator, and uh, we all know how we feel about Craig. Yeah, uh, I talked about this before, but yeah, I was I was one of the naysayers at first. I was like, why do we have James Blonde? Who is this jobber? I didn't see Cake. I didn't you know I didn't know anything right. And I went in and the Casino Royale is phenomenal. It blew yeah. me away, man. Really, really good. Again, Martin um, Martin Campbell's a director. Yeah, Martin Campbell, just so good. Really? Matt Nicholson, yeah. great. I mean, we all talked about this before. Like, it's just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Five star James Bond movie. Have uh, agreed. And only one flaw in the whole film. Yeah. Right. And you mentioned that before. What happened the with Mads and all that stuff? Killing, killing uh, yeah. uh, the Shifra off screen and bringing in these jobs. Yeah. yeah. We all love this movie. Now let's talk about oh, Frank's no. favorite. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> It's not my favorite. Quantum of boredom. <laughs> look, they with the fact that they, I mean, look, I think they, you know, considering the fact that the writers were on strike, I think they mm-hmm. did a hell of a good job. And that's why I like this film. I thought that, you know what? They really saved this, they saved this film. It could have been a wreck. I mean, even a worse wreck than, than, you know, what you have now. But I think, you know, considering the situation, they were able to save this film. And, and I like the fact that this was a continuation. They direct really, continuation of the first film. I just like the, how you continue the story. You know, even Olga though it was good, we like Olga. Yeah. I was told that <clears> this movie. <throat> I was told that Goran Vizhnik, who was who was uh, auditioned to be James Bond along with Henry Cavill and that Daniel Craig. I was told that he was cast already in this movie to play Ava Vesper Lynn's boyfriend, the one who betrayed her. Hmm. I said that's the. There was only one plot this movie should have had, which was Bond going after the guy yes. who betrayed her, and then yes. Quantum got in the way. But he kept on going after that guy, and because Goran Vishnik, Goran Vishnik would have been the best villain, compared since uh, yeah, uh, the, the villain they use is terrible. Bob Shaw yeah. and since Sean Bean is 006, they would have been equally matched. 
and it would have been a huge conflagration. Instead, yeah, I honestly, we ahead. have this little weaselly Frenchman. I just watched these these two movies back to back, Casino Royale and Quantum, because they are se- uh, you know a yeah. sequel. Uh, the yeah, opening, I, just the opening car chase. It, I, I, I'm dizzy after it. I, I can't. Yeah. yeah, it was like I got to close my eyes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you felt like this. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you know the budget was enormous, two hundred yeah, yeah. million. Because they went way over budget. Goodness and gracious! Also, we started having the Daniel Craig nonsense, which it was, is, a, it was like ninety-five minute movie. Yeah, but and also Daniel Craig plot nonsense, which is you're going to create a hotel which blows up if you breathe on it. Hmm. It explodes if you breathe on it, and it's like, why would you have a hotel like that? This is nonsense. And I don't even remember the villain. That continues. That continues. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember who the villain was in uh, Quantum of Solace. Uh, poor I did like his relationship with the Bond girl, though. I, I like how it turned out, though. That was fine. I also yeah. felt the... Uh, Strawberry Fields was an awesome character. Yes, awesome character. He was yeah. wasted, and her death was wasted to try to mm-hmm. echo back the Goldfinger except with yeah. oil. Set it up. Set it up properly. You know, it's like they came to the set every day and they weren't thinking about the structure of the film at all. I'm making it up as they go went along. They have to make it, yeah, we go for the writer's strike. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. So. Pure, because, they still had a script. Pure they, calm door. You know, they just, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> let's make it up. I don't know what to do today. Oh, let's stick a shark in it. <laughs> you had experience with that. Oh, I but they knew. had a script. Bloody they didn't hell. have a They had a script. Now, they could you say... Oh, go ahead, Rick. No, no, could, right. you, could you say that Never Say Never Again is proto-Skyfall because you have a Bond who's older and dealing with being old? Well, in that respect only. I mean, Skyfall was an anniversary movie. It was, I think, the 50th right. anniversary of James Bond. And as such, as a, as a celebration of the James Bond series and of James Bond, I thought Skyfall worked. However... It harkens back to Goldfinger in that he doesn't accomplish shit in this movie. Exactly. Yes. But it's still a fun movie. It's still yeah. a beautifully done movie. I love this Robert movie. Finney, yeah. Judy Dench, Javier Bardem. I mean, these are it's it's awesomely made. Yeah. It's nonsense. I mean, the whole the whole sequence with the subway. I mean, how did how did Bardem arrange that? Yeah, I know, but, right? Yeah. But still, I enjoyed it, and I've seen. Yeah. I have the DVD, and I still enjoy it. For what it is, but it was a warning mm. to me and everyone as to what Daniel Craig's Bond would become. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is All a right. naval teaser. The movies are not about James Bond; they're about Daniel Craig as James Bond. Interesting. All right. All right. So we are we are kicking ass and kicking taking names, starting hot. Oh, kind of tripped a little bit there. All yeah. right, it's all right. We caught ourselves. We, got we caught ourselves a little bit, and now. Hmm. We're asleep. We're sleep. We're sleeping. We're taking a nap. I so, was. Yeah, I'm just. I, I wish I were. I wish I was asleep. I wish I had been asleep. Through I watched it again, man, to prepare for No Time to Die, and I still feel the same about it, man. It's just like, yeah, it's. it's uh, it is a little <laughs> mess. disappointing. it is. They didn't do anything with anybody's character. It's like, come on. I liked Entertainment Weekly's theory, which is everything in the movie, as soon as they get on a train, they take a train, which apparently has a stop, 
if you sit on the train, you'll hear them go, Blofeld secret headquarters, next stop. Get off at Blofeld. So he's going to Blofeld. Blofeld wants him there. And Hinks has a big fight with him on the train. Why? And also they give Hinks the job because he takes out the eyes of another Spectre agent. I mean, what kind of business are you running, Blofeld? Yeah. And, and then the whole end of the movie, Bond is getting drilled in the head. And so Entertainment Weekly said it's, he was dead. They killed James Bond, and the rest of the movie is his fantasy, like the end of Brazil, like the Michael Palin movie, Jonathan Price movie, the end of Brazil, right. or the occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. The rest, because the rest of the movie makes no sense. Yeah, he takes the gun and he blow again. They have another headquarters that blows up if you shoot it. Just explodes if you shoot. It's just. I know you hate to fight on the train, but I was so oh, bored. That, that drove me I crazy. Was, I was so bored that I like I liked the fight because I was so bored. I was like, "Hey, all right, action, let's go!" But yeah, go ahead. You have a knife. You have a big muscular guy in front of you. How do you use the knife on that guy? You do what James. Yeah, you do. You do psycho, which is what Daniel Craig did. You do psycho so he could block it. (laughs) So you're saying bad fight choreography there. No, it wasn't a choreographer's fight. By this time, Daniel Craig had taken over the productions. Oh. They gave him okay. all the power in the world because he, and also, he was so pissed. He was in terrible pain throughout this movie. He damaged his leg and his knee at the beginning of the production. So oh. he kept going. So right. he was angry throughout. He was in, yeah, the word they use, I think he used the word agony. He was in yeah. agony throughout this movie. So at this point, just get it over. Just get it over. That's kind of like, kind of like the movie. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, this was ten hours planned, Vincent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, and uh, and and to go back to on your on Her Majesty's Secret Service, I bought their relationship way more than <laughs> Bond's relationship with this girl. That was so forced. So how Frank feels about No Time to Die. I mean, I mean, on how Frank feels about Quantum of Solace, that's how I feel about No Time to Die, because <laughs> I was just kind of like, yes, it, it it's it's a step above Spectre. There seemed like there was effort, and it could have been a lot worse. So that's how you know. And when we we already talked about No Time to Die, if you guys haven't seen our review, make sure you check it out. But it, it's just one of those things where maybe at the time, because I came out fresh out of the theater, I rated it maybe a little bit too high at the time. Me too. But I was entertained. I was just so happy that I wasn't bored and falling asleep. I was entertained by it. And uh, I love the little Easter eggs and homages to the to the previous films. You know, that's how I felt the about it. doing all the stupidity came out. All the stupid yeah. stuff came out. Like yeah. killing, killing the scientists who could have cured the problem. Right. Um, what the hell were you thinking? Remember, well, remember, remember like the article I sent you about the kid? Yeah, like how I think one reason that people got turned off by the film was because, you know, it involved a kid in peril in two scenes. You know, the the chase in the forest, and then later, in the you know in uh, uh, the the bad guys uh, headquarters. headquarters. Yeah, I think some people turn off by that. Well, of course, it's a stunningly creepy sequence in the headquarters, and the only way they could figure out to end it was just the villain just letting him go. Just go away. Just go away now. I, I'm going to stop acting like I'm going to have sex with you. Just go away. <laughs> ah. 
<laughs> but we all loved Anna, of course. She was great. Uh, oh, my God. Anna. Yeah. And they blew it. She's going to be in a series, a John Wick series now, instead of being yeah. a Roma series. Yeah. yeah. They blew it again. Hmm. Well, I'll be watching that movie too, though. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, anything she's in at this point, I will. <laughs> at this point, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a fitting end. Um, there's so many people out there that really, really hate this movie. They hate that Bond. Sorry, spoilers. You guys should know by now that Bond dies. I don't know. I thought it was. I, I thought it was appropriate, like how Rick titles the film. No, time oh. to die. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. And I also, of course, Daniel it's Craig. man. You know, Daniel Craig's attitude is, "I'm taking my ball and I'm going home." Yeah, I'm yeah. taking Bond with me. This is yeah. you. You've watched my James Bond screw all the other ones, right? And it's a lot better because it could have been this. Oh, it could have been, man. <laughs> Vince, do you have some, do you have something to say about no? It? <laughs> <laughs> Vince is ready to go. All right, I have, I have my last word. You ready? Go and then we got to go to our list, and then we got to end it. James Bond is dead. Long live James Bond. Hey, love it. Right. Like that. It. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Time for our list. Top ten list. Really oh. quick before we do that. Yeah. Uh, this is who the internet voted for the who their favorite Bond was. You ready? Here we go. Oh. And I only could put I couldn't put George Lazenby in there. I tried to, but they only gave me a certain amount of spots. <laughs> so sorry, I couldn't I couldn't put George in there. But here you go. Yeah, mm. of course, of course. Sean Connery, there you go. Without Sean All Connery, right. the others wouldn't exist. Man, Dalton is low, damn. Mm. <laughs> All right, just showing the love to the public. All right, so now we're going to go around, give our top ten list, and who our favorite Bond is, our favorite movie is. Frank, go ahead. So top ten first, and then the favorite Bond? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so number ten. Quantum Masalas. Are we going backwards? Shit. We're going backwards. Going backwards. So from you know from the ten to one. Okay. To the best one. Yeah. Like like David Letterman. Style. Your favorite. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay. Number ten. Quantum Masalas. Num- I know. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. Golden Eye. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Number nine. Golden Eye. Number eight. You only live twice. Number seven. No time to die. Okay. Number six. The Spy Who Loved Me. Number five, Dr. No. Number four, Moonraker. Number three, Casino Royale. Number two, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's my number two. And number one, for me, is Thunderball. All right. Look at that. So so it's obvious that Connery is my favorite Bond. All right. Look at that. All right. Vincent? Ten, No Time to Die. Nine, Living Daylights. Eight, License to Kill. Seven, Golden Eye. Six, Spy Who Loved Me. Number five, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Four, Casino Royale. Three, Goldfinger. Two, Doctor No. And number one, From Russia with Love. And of course, favorite Bond is Sean Connery. All right. Yeah. Rick. Well, I didn't put it in that order, so I'm just going to. I put it in the order my favorite as they came out. Uh, sure. You know, Doctor No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger on a Majesty's Secret Service, The Spy Who Loved Me, For Your Eyes Only, The Living Daylights, Golden Eye, Casino Royale, Skyfall. All Skyfall right. would have been my number ten. And, oh, right, right. And from Russia with Love and Casino Royale would have been my number one. And favorite Bond? No question. 
the man who said it first, the man George Lazenby. This never happened to the other fellow. To be James Bond. All right. Samurai guy's turn. Okay. I'm sorry. I got to put it on here. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, number 10 is Tomorrow Never Dies. Number nine, The Spy Who Loved Me. Number eight, No Time. No, Time to Die. Number seven, From Russia with Love. Number six, For Your Eyes Only. Number five, Skyfall. Number four, Goldfinger. Number three, I'm rep- representing some love for the Daltonator, putting License to Kill as number three. I know. I know. I'm crazy. Wow. I'm crazy. All right. Number two, Casino Royale is my number two. It's not even my number one. Number one. You I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give love to the movie that opened the gates and made me a Bond fan. I'm nostalgic for it. So, GoldenEye is my number one Bond movie. I'm just nostalgic for it. It opened up the gates. If it wasn't for GoldenEye, I wouldn't have watched any of these movies. So, I'm very, I owe a lot to GoldenEye. GoldenEye is great. Uh, yeah, favorite Bond. This is tough for me actually, because you'd think, oh well, it would be Pierce, wouldn't it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> man it was close it was really close because i really wanted to go with dalton believe it or not but when i went back and rewatched these it just seems like sean connery had the whole package man yeah you know it just you know don't get me wrong i love dalton murdering everyone i love craig's you just fucking dudes up and being just badass i love that stuff but I don't know. It just seemed like you take a little bit of each guy, <laughs> every take a little bit of each Bond, you throw them together. It just seems like Sean has a little bit of everything. He, he's got the whole package. Everybody you know, follows him. I'm surprised I picked Sean. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, but I just I can't I can't deny it. All right, this was a lot of fun. This was a blast. We need Vincent to get some sleep. <laughs> what is it like eleven o'clock over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No get some dinner. Yeah, I get some dinner. Always an honor and a privilege to have my brothers here. That's right. Rick Myers, Frank Jang, Vince, sir. Yes. That's right. All their information is in the description box below. That's right. So you guys can follow and subscribe. And uh, I'll see you guys that are watching right now. I'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. (laughs) I'll be back online streaming again. Going to take a look at Morbius and uh, the Book of Boba Fett. The trailer is going to check those out. So see you guys in a little bit. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you guys on the on the on the next one. Take care, guys. Yeah. Watch Bond movies. Watch all of them, (laughs) except Dino the Day.